guys hello and welcome back i'm georgia freezer it's time to hook up your mojo i'm loving having you back and oh it just feels so nice to be here in our little cave a cave where we can show up fully connect encourage each other um share deeply and i mean really share and this week boy oh I have got my podcast supporters on. The lovely Katie, who's the founder of Cam on Cannon Street, which is the most soothing place to go and do yoga, to do healing sessions, to connect with like-minded people. You actually get a little head massage when you're doing yoga. I'm dying to get there. I'm so gonna be going this week because it's been so busy. Um, And I think when I get really busy, sometimes even going out the house to do a yoga class can feel a bit much. Um, That's when I know that I need to chill out delegate some stuff. Control can be hard when you love your job, but for me, it was a real wake-up call. I need to pay, I need people helping with social postings, I need people going back, and I need to focus on the things that I'm passionate about. Radio, podcasting, broadcasting, creating, um, and and doing my speaking work. That's where I thrive, the visionary stuff with well-being. That's where I really thrive. And I am an empath and I get loads of messages and I want to get back to everyone and help, but also I need to protect myself so that I can come up with the goods So that's what I'm here for, to come up with the goods. So Katie is phenomenal and you're just going to love this chat so, so, so much. It's amazing. Cowan County Street is the most beautiful place on the West End of Edinburgh. I would suggest you check it out. You're going to want to even more after this. So guys, just jump in, be here, be all in. I'm also going to be working on some music behind the scenes because for copyright issues, I'm going to have to start writing our own songs. So just as well, I'm in a band. We're called Dog Star and we're creating some amazing music. So look out for that on my show here and also at Wellbeing Radio, my new favourite place to hang in broadcasting, where you'll catch me Mojo in the morning at 7.30. On a Wednesday, you'll catch me leading meditation at 7am. Uh, and then we'll go straight into my mojo mashup. Um, and there's a few other bits and pieces coming, so I will keep you boasted. Oh, yeah. Mwah. All the love. Let's do this. Let's do it. Katie, welcome to the mojo <laughs> injection. Psst, give me a little. Thanks. <laughs> exciting to be here. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. And thank you so much for the support as well, because when you messaged me about um, collaborating and supporting the podcast, it was it was the perfect timing because mm. my head was all over the place and I've done work with like bands like Wagamama and stuff. But for me, it's like it's really important that I stay authentic and I work with brands I really believe in. Um, I heard something on the radio this morning that really upset. It was actually an ad on YouTube in between this incredible song I was vibing out to. And it was this woman saying, I bought um, all these products for, uh, or I sold all these products for $20, but I only bought them for a pound. And now I'm loaded and I'm doing this. And it was all about the money. Mm. It's now about the money, money, money. (laughs) It's all about the money. And Money's energy, as I often say, it's just something we can use for financial freedom. I'm not afraid of making money, but when you are like doing something that's actually having an impact on people's lives, like you, I've got this amazing, you know, you've set up Cam and it's, you know, it's successful. However, you want to look at that on the metric, right? You know, making money, doing, but you're you're making an impact. Yeah, and that's so much more important to me. Mm -hmm. I never went into the studio 
you know, with the intention of making lots of money, because realistically, you're not going to make loads of money doing what we do unless you've got multiple studios. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if you go in into something like a yoga studio, a yoga well-being studio with the intention of making lots of money, then you're going in with the wrong intention to start with. Yeah. Um, so it kind of evolved totally organically and has grown organically. Um, and with that kind of, you know, we're, we're thriving. Mm-hmm. And, but it's never been, yeah, it's never been about the financial financial yeah. thing. You know, you need enough money to get by. You need to be able to pay your bills and pay your teachers and have something for yourself. But, um, yes, yeah, the, the money part has never been at the core of what we do. Yeah, you've got to love it. And it's so love it, obvious. Totally. And it does exactly what it says. Cam, on Canning Street, you go in <laughs> and... Whole, like I know we did my book uh, club so I was lucky to be invited to do uh, your first book club mm. with you which I loved and yeah. the atmosphere and energy was amazing um, but uh, actually getting in with the yoga classes and the community and stuff it's just amazing it's mm. it's it's just a feeling you get when you're there there is and I know I'm probably biased but it does it makes you feel calm we always get that feedback that people come in and they just immediately kind of a weight lift and their mm. shoulders drop and mm. they smell the incense and it's all kind of like if it's in the evening it's all candlelit and you do you mm. feel just kind of like it's a little oasis away from yeah. the busy world uh-huh. um, and that we're really kind of hidden away and it's like a little sanctuary for people which has just been so lovely to hear when people say that just means the world to us because you know when you set off when you set out and start something up you never know you've got an intention you've got a vision but you never really know if you're going to meet that vision yeah. um, and so you know two, nearly two years on and we're getting kind of feedback we get that feedback kind of all the time and it's just lovely it's really it's nice amazing. yeah it's, it's lovely it's a magical spot and do you know what I love I'm not working my way through all the yoga classes but I've been to a couple so far I really wanted to do the candlelit one but then I was doing a, uh, in the studio I'm in a band now I'll tell you about amazing. that amazing um, but <laughs> following your dreams guys it's never too late um, so I, I couldn't do that one last week I'm going to get to that when I can but um, I did uh, the vinyasa flow which is all the rage now yes. everyone's talking yep. about that and at the end she put essential oils like she yeah. came around and touched us yeah. I was like I mean you get if you don't want to touch massage. oh so she says, if you don't want touch, give me a signal because I, I get that everyone's not like me and thinks they're a cat. I'm the same, I'm like, touch me, stroke me, stroke me, please. please. <laughs> um, and then she did this little noise. I don't know what it was, some breathing thing. I was like, oh, what have you done? I'm going home and I'm like, boom, the best sleep. Yeah. And then I was at one, and it was funny because she um, listens to my podcast. Paula, There's Paula, Paula, yeah, yeah, so lovely. Yeah. And I put some. She followed me, and then yeah. I was like, that's the from tonight and she was like oh listen to this podcast and I was like oh how funny is that how we're we're all connected all interconnected so and it was just so chilling and I'd never quite experienced that and then she does the same thing with the oil and it was just yeah oh I was just like this is good for my soul I was gonna say you need it like with your busy life two kids very business more and more we're seeing people move towards kind of the more chill type Mm -hmm. of yoga Yes. which is really interesting I mean the, the hot yoga and the vinyasa flow is really popular and always be popular but more and more actually I think people are really needing a little pause mm-hmm. a little bit of calm a little bit of quiet and so the yin and the restorative mm-hmm. and the guided meditation type of practices they're just really popular because it's mm-hmm. just that pressing pause on like a busy life oh, which is just lovely I love it yeah I love really it good. I'm excited already I've got something booked in this week good. my diary's uh, here there and everywhere but no I, I'm I'm just so happy about this so yeah. 
thank you. Oh, thank you. For the support. And I will be making a lot of noise about you guys because you, as we, we see, you know, when you see people, and we were speaking earlier about being in flow, <laughs> and it's funny because I was watching um, on Netflix, it's called You, you know, the show. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I've not watched that, but I've heard about it. But there was, so I'm on the second series. I just finished it. It's brilliant. The acting is brilliant. It's a wee bit dark, and I do try and get more light in my life. But sometimes I like <laughs> a bit. We've got all the colours here, right? We've got all the colours. And uh, all the acting's amazing, but one of the guys, he makes us, he's like, he's he's got all these dreams and stuff, but he's surface level, um, drugs, uh, addiction, here, there and everywhere. But he's he's going for it. And he's like, I'm in flow, man. But the way he said it, I was like, oh, it's so funny. It's almost a bit of a mick of the, of the title, flow. Like, has it become a bit of a corny um, expression? But actually... If you break it down, like leaning in, in flow, whatever you want to call it, that is a really powerful place. Oh, so powerful. Place. Absolutely. But don't you think it's meditation and yoga and getting still and connecting with, you know, your heart, your faith, whatever your your stuff in your, your, your special place, whatever's coming from within... Don't you think that comes when you start to slow down? Absolutely. I think it's the only time where you can actually hear your own inner voice is when, mm. you, when you stop. You mm. can't hear because of all the, the chattering of the mind and the busyness of life. You need to have those pauses so that you can actually check in and be like, how am I? What do I need? Mm-hmm. And in those moments of quiet, that's when things, huge big breakthroughs come up or you suddenly realise that actually you're totally miserable in your job and you need to do something else or that, you know, this relationship you're in is making you miserable. But if you um, don't have those little tiny gaps and those pauses, then you never give your inner voice a chance to actually speak. And that's, I think, what we often miss. Are we um, afraid to hear it? Totally. I think it is. It's, it's definitely some fear there. And also just, we're not familiar with hearing this kind of the soul speak. We're just not used to it because we, we so easily ignore it or just um, power through life without these little gaps. So it's kind of creating this weekly, I mean, ideally like daily practice, but weekly, just having a little time for yourself, just mm. to just to allow things to settle and the truth to come out, you know, the inner truth that's, mm. that's always there and is silently signaling to us all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, this gut, we all have these gut feelings. We know, we know that, that gut feeling, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to ignore. Mm. Um, I used to have that all the time in relationships, like the wrong relationships, knowing that it's not right, yeah. but just being like, oh, but it's fine, you know, it'll be fine. And... Um, it all comes. It all comes to to a point. At some, you know, at some, at some time, it comes like a head, and you suddenly realise actually this is making me miserable. But you need to create space so you can get those messages. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just can't hear. You just can't hear the, the soul speak. You can't. And there's a, actually quiet in the mind, and the soul ah, speak is on my gallery yeah, wall up there. So it is. I saw it, and I I just I feel like it changes us when we get to that place. I mean, I was on my knees about February 2018, just overwhelmed, hurting, because things were going great with the career, like the book reviews were coming in, five star, five star, five star, all the speaking inquiries, everything was going great in my career, I don't even like the word career, um, in my professional life, whatever you want to call it, like my work mm. is my life, you know, but and that was all going great, but I was sort of perhaps the things that were painful, like people, you know, when you grow quickly mm-hmm. and then other people in your life aren't growing mm-hmm. with you and you're like, crap, I, we're, 
were like different radio yeah, stations. Yeah, mislined. Yeah. But what I was doing is I was taking that personally and then maybe diving into work too much to distract mm-hmm. myself because work, work, well, I love it, I love it, I'm on a mission, but actually chill out and mm. slow down. Oh, totally. Yeah, I've had that where I had to soften the effort. And that's why I always go back to now is like when I go through a really busy time and I'm like striving and I'm powering through and pushing. And actually that's when you come up against barriers. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you just need to soften the effort, take a step back, take a breath. And that's when amazing things start to flow because you allow the flow rather than pushing against like the current. Yeah. Like really like swimming like hard and like pushing um, and striving. This like this real need we all have to kind of succeed and to strive and to kind of push ourselves into achieve and we need that to to an extent of course we all we need to have goals we need to have ambitions and things that we're um, aiming for but when that overtakes everything else and it becomes really heavy Mm -hmm. when it becomes a struggle that's when we need to just soften and we just need to let things be and take a breath a pause and let things come to us a bit more rather Mm -hmm. than going really like militantly towards things um, and I've definitely learned that over the, the last few years there's definitely been times where I've tried been trying so hard trying to do too much mm-hmm. and actually just spreading myself too thin mm-hmm. feeling a little bit burnt out um, and not really having my heart in anything because mm-hmm. there was just so much going on yeah. um, but I definitely feel now really confident and really um, I allow myself to take a breath and take a pause. I know that I need to. um, And I enjoy life more. It's it's more fun. Yeah. It's much more fun. Having that balance as well between the routine things we need to do to achieve our goals. Yeah. We do need a bit of consistency. We even need a bit of ego. You know, there's all these books, ego is the enemy. But actually, we need a little bit of ego so that we get dressed in the morning. I mean, I'm a nature. I would like to go out (laughs) and get, but I get arrested. But, you know... (laughs) We need a bit of ego in there and we need a bit of dreams and and, and routine, but taking time out to be spontaneous and say, Mm. we don't want to watch the sunset tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Who cares if it's a Tuesday night? Yeah. Let's just head down to the beach Mm. and watch the sunset or I'm going to try that wild swim or I'm going to try that yoga class that's a bit out there. Mm. Oh, that one's a bit chilling. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) I think that comes back to this whole self-care thing, which we talk about so much in the studio and we're just all, all of our teachers, all our therapists, we're all obsessed with self-care and basically breaking down this um, misconception that self-care is selfish or self-indulgent and actually that it's a real um, treat that we need to be looking after ourselves but actually it's a total priority mm-hmm. and actually self-care is something that we absolutely have to in, it, like in, incorporate into our daily life. It has mm-hmm. to be a daily practice and it doesn't need to be an hour, it doesn't need to be yoga every day, it doesn't need to be an hour practice of meditation, it needs to be maybe a five minute cup of tea where you sat down and you take a breath mm-hmm. and you just let everything settle and you recalibrate and you're able to just close your eyes and just have a moment mm-hmm. and then start, you know, start your day or start doing something or just allowing yourself something positive, something for yourself every single day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel really passionate about encouraging people to do that and, and making sure that we all say that we don't have time and we're all time poor, all of us, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it's, we're never going to get more time rich. That's not going to happen. So we have to then in- introduce self-care because it's only going to get, our time is only going to get less and less. And you've got a really exciting adventure and you look, you're glowing and you look amazing. <laughs> and I'm so excited and you're going to be an incredible mum. Oh, I hope so. Um, but I want you to remember these words. Um, when I had Bonnie and then Charlie, uh, of course you can get frazzled and you mm. can 
but I came to life because although I had a lack of sleep, um, one thing I remember is even if you've got a lack of sleep, if you're looking after yourself, you're buzzing. I think I got I ran a marathon when Charlie was one. People that's were amazing. like, "That's just unrealistic." But actually, no. If you've got a partner with you, just be honest and say, "I know you've had a busy day at work, but I'm going out for an hour and a half because I need that. I need it. I need it. I mean, mm. I had times where I was running. I get home and I put Charlie straight on my boob. Mm. It was just. <laughs> and it, it, all day he was a greedy little monster uh, rascal put on to eat his face off he's so cute but i mean he just would eat and then spew all over me because i was overfeeding him because i was like i'm on demand yeah um but i want you to remember that and i think you will remember that but i think you you need good people around you to just give you a push if you yeah. do find that you're wanting to be perfect mum and um, read chapter three again <laughs> um, but just be gentle with yourself yeah. because you can't plan anything no that's the thing and, and Ross my partner is really supportive and he knows that I need time so like with my own practice if I'm getting a little bit snappy he'll be like I think you need to go and do some yoga <laughs> like I think he'll yes. really be good at, at noticing when I'm not myself and being like you need to take some time out um and also we've got an amazing community and like all of our teachers are amazing i know that they'll look after me and they'll really like rally around me and help me and And they'll want cuddles you could even just say do you want to just cuddle and be on reception while i go and do that's it i'll be like i'll come to the studio be like someone take the baby Um, yeah so they're I think that'll be amazing. Um, oh, so I feel really supported, which so is good. Lucky. Well, we, I mean, you never know. Well, you never know what's going to happen, but um, I feel, yeah, I feel supported. So hopefully, amazing. it won't be a total nightmare. Oh no, it'll be. I mean, highs and lows. But as we say, the lows are there for a reason. So yeah. when we have the tough times, that's when we go right. What can I learn from this? Mistakes. You go. You're going to screw up. Still, I screw up, and uh, then I go right. Why did I do that? Right, what's going on? Get still, keep getting still. Downloads come through and then it's like for me, how can I use that mistake to boost my content? Mm. How can you use that mistake to boost your, you know, your community? Yeah, absolutely. Sharing like the truth around it and knowing that it's not going to be an easy journey all the time. But it's not, it's not. Life is not meant to be easy, is it? Totally, of course it's not. Um, It's an adventure and it's the unknown and that's what's exciting about it, I guess. So exciting. And I really want to talk to you about your journey because you put a beautiful post out the other week about, you know, you know, looking for love and traveling and searching for mm, that yeah. place. Yeah. Like, let's let's break it down. Yeah. I want to hear your story. It was, it's funny because I think because it's the end of the decade and I started thinking about, my goodness, and this decade had been such a big one for me. And I was trying to, I was just thinking about all the different things that I've experienced and all the different places I've lived. And, and it was this idea of, of this whole 10 years have been around searching. So I started my career in London and... Um, was working corporate marketing then I moved to Sydney and that was at the start of the decade essentially so at 27 I moved to Sydney because I wanted this big change I remember being in London trudging around London Bridge and I just had this really clear like epiphany and it was like is this it is this it 2007 this was no this was must have been 2009 right in London in London what were you doing in London I was working for Barclays in Canary Wharf really corporate job just totally not aligned to me at all but you kind of you when you're younger you just go with the flow like everyone seemed to be getting graduate jobs so I was like okay graduate jobs seems to be the thing and I'd be happy to have this opportunity um but just working in that kind of corporate formal environment just wasn't me at all but 
um, I just remember doing the commute and just, it was like Groundhog Day in London at the time. We had so much fun. We were going out and we were, I was wild back then. So like, we were just partying like constantly all night, drinking loads. But it was like Groundhog Day and like every weekend I'd be really hungover and we'd just be sitting, just feeling a bit sick watching rubbish TV. And <laughs> then it was Monday would come and then we'd party all week and then it would be the same thing. And I remember just doing this commute and the commute was just so demoralizing in London and being in London Bridge one day and being like, this cannot be it. Is this what I'm going to be doing for the next X amount of years before I basically have a baby and could take some time out? In my head, I was like, this cannot be it. And then my friend, a friend of mine had moved to Australia and um, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go and see her because I just, then there has to be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, went to visit her in like, the January of 2010, it must have been. Um, and just the way of life in Australia, it's just so brilliant because it's all outdoors. It was the summertime, so it's barbecues. It was, you know, you jump in the car and you go for like a road trip and you camp by the beach and you hire like camper vans and there's festivals and boat parties. It was just so fun. And I was like, oh, this is what I, this is what I really want. Um, so I started speaking to recruiters whilst I was on holiday, just being like, this is my experience. Do you think you might be able to get me a job? And they're like, yeah, fine. I think we'll be, you'll be fine. So I went back to London, quit my job, and then flew back in March and just was like, I just need to do this. Oh. And it was funny because looking back now, that was 10 years ago, and it was like I was single, kind of unemployed, no commitments, no house, no, just nothing. I just went with like a backpack. Um, so that was amazing. Australia was just incredible. Loved it. Australia. Oh, it was so good. Lived love in Sydney, it. lived in Bondi Beach, oh, like it. literally on the beachfront, overlooking the sea. Mm. Um, but I was working in banking still, so that was the job that I could get because they were like, you know, you need to be sponsored, so you need to work for a big corporate, and that was my experience. So back into banking I went, and I was happier because the environment was just so much more fun. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it wasn't all about work in Australia, it was kind of about life. Life was more important, whereas in London it very much feels like work is the dominating force. Whereas Aust- talk. Oh it's yeah, talk. it's like strive, strive, strive. Um, whereas Australia, yeah, work's important, but life is way more important. Oh, um, is that, would you say that's... Totally. Yeah. Amazing. Because I was travelling in Australia, then I worked in New Zealand, but yeah. I was working on a jet boat. So it wasn't, I was there for the stream sports and the fun and the banter. Burnt out. But So you would say in Australia, if you're in the corporate, they have a better work-life balance. Absolutely. So our work-life balance was so much better. Um you know, I mean, I think I was working. I was working for a bank, but it was like a startup, so it was a bit more chill. The initial job that I had, but people would come in with like flip flops and jeans, and so it was oh. like this whole different vibe. Um, I love that, which was good. Um, so Australia was incredible, but again, this nagging feeling. This is still not it. Like, yes, this environment's amazing, but what I'm doing five days a week, mm. still like it's not giving me any job satisfaction. So eight hour days, or yeah, so kind of what time, went in at like nine, but we'd always finish by like five thirty, okay, and be home at like six. So it's still quite a long yeah, chunk of your day but to exactly. commit. It is. It's five days a week, and essentially your life is it is your work because that's what you do for the majority of your time. And it just again, it just didn't feel aligned to what. I cared about mm. and when you're doing that every single day and there's nagging feelings like but you don't really care you'll be sitting in meetings and I'd be looking around and trying to contribute but actually I just I wasn't I, I just wasn't inspired I think mm. that was it you know when you're just like I feel like I'm not living up to my potential I felt I had this potential that I just wasn't reaching yes. and that actually in that environment I was never going to reach um I love that and at the time um my ex-partner he 
had done this big trip from um, London to Sydney on a bike. So he'd it'd taken him two years. He'd crossed the whole world on this push bike. Wow. Um, and I'd met him in Australia, and he had this really interesting kind of world view. Um, and it kind of got me thinking about kind of um, the way society works and it kind of really changed my perspective and my point of view around what was kind of important. Anyway, we decided to go on a trip. We decided to um, leave Australia and go and explore community living because we were like, maybe there's a better way of living. Maybe actually that's what it is. Maybe it's the way that we're living is totally misaligned to kind of the values that we have. So maybe more of a community style living environment will be more, um, will be more interesting and, you know, more positive. So, we came home and bought a camper van and then just drove to Portugal initially because really, again, synchronicity, one of our friends from Australia, her brother had just set up a community, like a self-sustaining community in Portugal. So we, we thought, we'll go there first and we'll just see what that was like and we'll just travel around to all these different communities because there's so many in, in oh. Europe, they're everywhere. And these what kind sort of, of community? Like? It's like off-grid. So basically you kind of, and they're all kind of different, but essentially you're living off the land, um, you're kind of detached from normal life in terms of people tend to work on the land and share the produce on the land they grow their own food everything is um self-sustaining so you have so you probably have solar for electricity and you might have you know we dug our own borehole and um you kind of live with the seasons as well mm -hmm. and it's, it's a very um holistic type of life essentially mm -hmm. um anyway we got there and ended up loving it and um, just ended up staying um, because it was because it was so new. We thought, oh, we'll be able to contribute here and really help build it and things. And it was amazing, you know. It was it was incredible just having that type of life where we do yoga every morning, watch the sunrise, drink smoothies, you know, um, cook organic vegan food every day. Um, boys would go off and do some building. We might do some painting. Wow! Like, do you know, it was really it was it was just it was all evolving organically. So the community would be built by hand, essentially, literally by hand. So everyone would kind of just contribute to its growth in whatever way they could. So it's like the beach with yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, totally it was. <laughs> and you'd always have the most interesting people coming and going. Mm. And it was just, you know, we lived on top of like the hill in the middle of nowhere. And it was just, you're living in nature. So you're so aligned mm. to nature. You wake up when it's sunny and you go to bed when it's dark. And it's, it's just very, very, very naturalistic type of living. Were you sleeping in? We were sleeping. I was sleeping in the van, so oh. we had a camper van. Yeah. Um, whereas they, we had these big domes, and everyone else who visited slept in the domes. Or there was a converted double decker bus, so some oh. people slept in that. There was a teepee, some people slept in that. Um, so that was just one of the most incredible experiences wow. ever. It was just amazing. It was, it was so life changing in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, but at at the same time, this is how unsettled I kind of was throughout this whole 10 years. I was like, this is still not it. Aww. It's like it's too it's too detached from life. Because I was like, oh, but I need to make some money. Because I want to be able to go home and see my family mm -hmm. and buy them presents for their birthdays. And, you know, I don't want to be so isolated from the world. That's not what I want either. Yeah, because you, know? you need... I mean, I guess you've got the communities and the Yeah, and you always but... have people coming and going, but it was quite transient. Right. So people, wanted... would, people would come and go and and... It just, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. But again, long term, I was like, that's not for me either. Right, <laughs> so I was okay. like, oh God, here we go again. So then I went off to India to do my teacher training because I was really into yoga by that point. So I'd got into yoga in Australia um, 
And then I'd really deepen my practice since I'd been in the community. And then off I went to India for a couple of months to do my teacher training. Because India is where it all started, yeah, right? Yeah, India is kind of the birthplace of yoga. And, I just, and I'd never been to India. And I just thought, what an amazing opportunity to, if I'm going to do the teacher training, let's just go right to the source. Let's go to the real, real source of, of yoga. Um, so I went off for a couple of months and just had the most amazing two months. Yeah, just had a month of teacher training and then traveling for a month. I just was like... I was meant to go home after the first month and then I was like, you know what, I love it here. I'm just going to go off and do a bit of travelling. So that was incredible. Came back to Portugal, was teaching was teaching in the local gym in, in Portuguese, which was, oh my goodness, such a challenge. But um, decided again, kind of the, break, the relationship was breaking down and I just thought, this isn't my dream long term. This has been incredible and I've loved it, but it's just not right, right for me long term. So then I came home. So I came home after, you know, I'd been away for about six years by that point. Um, and my parents had moved house and they were living down south and they're living in my sisters and it was just a really strange time going home because I was must have been 32 or 33 and I was getting like unemployed single totally confused about what I was doing with my life because I didn't want to go back to corporate I didn't want to do the off-grid thing and I was like where on earth do I go from here and that was a really confusing really confusing time because I'd I'd kind of done so much work on myself and dug so deep that then I felt really kind of disconnected when I came home. Okay. I just didn't know where I fitted in, really, you know. So was there were there light bulb moments in India? Yeah, in terms of just for me, India was amazing because it was a philosophy around the yoga. So there's a kind of probably a big misconception that the yoga is just the physical aspects, mm-hmm. whereas yoga is such a philosophy. It's a huge philosophy around life and living life and how we can interact with the world in um a really positive way and, and we understand ourselves and it's all about really understanding the self mm-hmm. and understanding what triggers you what um what um depletes you what fills you up mm-hmm. um you know it's it's all about that self-exploration and I had so much time to connect to that in India um but it, it had kind of opened up all these questions about well what does make me happy you know what what is it gonna you know satisfy me and because I moved so much at that point I was like what is it that I'm searching for so I just basically I just stayed at home I was like I'm just gonna have to stay put because I need to figure stuff out and without running away because all every part of me wanted to go away again and go and travel and run away from whatever it was that was coming up Mm. but I just had to sit with it um and I started that was when I started my first business which was Katie in the Calm mm-hmm. and that was my first yoga business um, and I started teaching I just started like higher spaces um, around where I lived and teach yoga and run some retreats and some workshops um, and that was brilliant I was I loved sharing everything that I'd learned and having that time to again pause because I wasn't trying to run a, run away which was every part of me wanted to just run mm-hmm. but I was like I just need to be at home I need to be somewhere safe and grounded yeah, uh-huh. and I just need to kind of create some roots just for a moment just to pause mm-hmm. um so that was I guess that was a, just a really difficult time of around me all my friends were like getting married and settling down and having babies and really excelling their careers and I just there's such a funny crossroads of just total confusion mm. um so I kind of just yeah took that year just to pause were you heart were you heartbroken from yeah I was heartbroken up? oh yeah I was, that's the other thing I was heartbroken because I really thought that we were going to be together and um and I'd miss I missed Portugal I really missed that life um but I knew it wasn't for me full-time mm-hmm. but I missed that freedom I missed the nature I missed the 
connection also community I really missed that sense of community um but my parents were incredible and my family were amazing and all my friends at home were amazing and everyone was just really patient with me if <laughs> they didn't force me into making any decisions they were just mm-hmm. like let's just see it like this allowed me to let it unfold which I'll always be grateful for because they weren't being like you need to make up your mind you know you're this age you need to get back on the career ladder and oh. there was none of that definitely just they everyone knew I just needed some time to figure stuff out time I know friends and family that really know us they just know what to do even though yeah. it's sometimes like I, I remember having a breakup in Australia and my I was crying and then my friend sort of left the room and I was like where's my hugs but she was like you're, you're you're sorting stuff out in your head I just wanted to give you a little bit of time yeah you know that was exactly it breakups are hard oh yeah it was hard it was just awful it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking I think because I'd given up so much in Australia and I really believed in this vision that we'd had and I really wanted I wanted that vision but I just realized it wasn't my vision actually it was, was someone it? else's right okay and is that why the relationship ended yeah because we weren't blind and I was I was trying to shoehorn myself into someone else's dream and actually mm. that just it just wasn't the right thing for me um do you think with relationships then because that's kind of two dreamers going together but it was more about his dream yeah. than yours yeah so because someone said to me recently oh you always need in a steady relationship one dreamer visionary and one a yeah, bit more grounded. grounded totally totally agree with that but does that not mean that the other because are we not all dreamers because my job as a leader in the well-being industry is to get people to dream more mm. so does i think we've all got an element of dreaminess in us we have to because that's what um propels us forward uh-huh. so i think we all need that but there's definitely so my husband now like he's the best person ever i could ever dream to be with because he understands and loves the same he has kind of the same long-term vision Mm -hmm. but the way in which we get there is very different so i'm creative and i can dream big but he he looks at the detail so he's like more of a detail analytical person so he looks at the finances for for example i don't don't look at the finances i'm like i don't look at them i don't look at spreadsheets that's not i don't understand them they won't make sense to me but so he keeps me grounded by keeping me on track mm. but he knows where we're going we've got a joint vision um mm. but it allows me to go and do the things that I love which is to create and to connect people and to enable people and um yeah to foster this community that I'm so passionate about um so yeah so I think I think when two dreamers come together sometimes it can be difficult because because if the dreams are not just if the dreams are different but you need someone as you're saying who can see the detail see the detail to make it happen yeah absolutely um, that's that's really interesting because sometimes like Scott does my accounts I, I'm just like I don't even want to look yeah, at this like the like, like, show me it makes me feel ill that just do it I don't care like detail 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 and I am detail. a bit like that and then like someone had said to me a neighbour they'd said oh but don't you just sometimes I'd had she'd had a row with her partner a neighbour from a while ago, in case any of my neighbours listen to the podcast. It's not you! They moved away! Um, but yeah, they were saying like they really struggle when... Because they're thinking, why couldn't we be more alike? Mm. You know, and there'll be couples that perhaps think, why, you know, these these differences can be great, but then you want to have that... There has to be common ground. Mm-hmm. But, then, but I think having skills and characteristics that are different as well really good but I mean mm. we're very similar Ross and I are so similar because he's so chilled like he is mm. calm he's the calmest most steady 
you know, just nothing will shake him. He's just got such an amazing demeanour and, like, such an amazing, like, just steadiness, you know? You're not like that too, though. I am, but he, but I can be much more flighty than he is. Really? Yeah, he's just, oh, he's so grounding. Really? Yeah, he's so, he's, yeah, he's so, he's a perfect complement to my kind of, because I can be like really high energy and like, and he just brings me back down and just calms me down. That's amazing. But, but we, I mean, we're both, both pretty chill to be fair, we're both pretty calm, but yeah. he's a different, even more calm. Do you know what, it's funny because someone, because I'm known for like high energy and stuff, but if you friends and stuff started saying oh but you're really calm and grounding and I'm like is that not too like does that mean I've got I think they can exist together I think you can be high energy to get stuff done be really motivated but I think you can do that in a kind of calm way and have that uh-huh. that kind of essence of groundedness I think yeah. I think you can I think you can be both even though they sound like they can be to like they're mutually um, opposite but I actually think they can coexist because it's that self-discovery you know I, I sometimes say who who am I you know we ask who am I because when you get feedback from people that you trust and love you're like right so they're telling me I'm calm and grounded they're telling me I'm like <laughs> so what am I they're telling me I'm off my face on a different level mm. like singing and dancing when I'm sober that's weird in Scotland but do you know what I mean we, you've probably heard so many different like friends and family and people you meet tell you different things but do you know what as well I think people, different people bring out different sides of you so there'll right. be some people who will bring out this very calm side and then mm. there'll be some people you vibe off and you'd like blah, 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 and you'd high energy and so I think uh, yeah. so I think it really depends on the environment where you are what you're doing who you're with mm-hmm. they can have these different we've got so many we're so multifaceted aren't we as people mm. we're so we're just so complex and so so full of different um facets which is amazing which makes us so interesting and makes us so um rich yeah you know with just the difference the different elements of ourselves yeah. it's amazing because everyone we meet i mean before you like how did you guys meet them so with ross yeah so, with the with the one yeah. oh yeah um so we met years ago through um a mutual like best friend essentially i went to school with um a friend called claire and i've known her since i was 10 and then she went to uni with ross in oh, london so she used to go and visit her and i met him years ago but um we never kind of got together and then I well because I think I was in that flighty mode at that point where was I was searching, searching we got on so well mm-hmm. but I think I just think I was wild back then I think I was a bit of a nightmare so I just wasn't in any type of headspace to be with anyone back then um I just yeah I think it was a bit handful to be fair you were just so, going, you were exploring I was exploring exactly I was exploring we thought we've all had to explore <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> so yeah 10 you literally 10 or 11 years later that's when we kind of I can't remember how... So I'd gone to visit Claire, Claire, this friend of ours, living in Madrid. I'd come back from Australia, that was it. I'd come back from Australia. Ross had got in touch with Claire to say, is Katie single, basically? Mm-hmm. And then I'd gone to see this friend of mine and she had said, oh, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about Ross, you know? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. Um, Not really thought about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and then... I think I was in, I went back to India because I love India. So I've been back multiple times since I did my teacher training. And I went back for another soul searching month or two months, whatever it was. Which part did you go to? So we end, I ended up always going to Goa because it's yeah. beachy and I know people there and I know it really well. And I need to explore more. But for this particular trip, I just wanted to do loads of yoga, eat lots of nice food and be by the beach. Um, mm. And it was New Year's Eve. And I suddenly, you just came and I was, I think I was doing a class, meditating or something, and he just kept coming to 
my mind. And I ended up just sending a message on New Year's Eve being like, Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, I can't remember. So probably cringing. And then, and we started messaging, like just messaging, messaging. That was it. And that was it. And then he came, he came to visit me. In, I was living in Brighton at this point. Um, and he came to visit me in Brighton and that was it. Yeah. And he was in, he was in Edinburgh. So we did a commute thing for about six months. And then after six months, um, I decided, well, we decided that actually he, we didn't want, I didn't want to go back to London and his job would have meant that he would have to go to London. And I was like, I don't want to go back to London. Yeah. And I was loving Edinburgh at that point because I'd spent loads of time here. So I was like, actually, you know what? I'm happy to move to Edinburgh. I've moved so many times already. One more move. Who cares? <laughs> Fine. So, um, moved to Edinburgh and that was two years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then your wedding looked incredible. <laughs> it was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. Aww. It was gorgeous. It's just been like it's been wild the last two years. Like so much has happened. You know, I moved here, and then the studio came up because I was teaching there. Got to know the owner. He wanted to give up a lease. I wanted to start my own business, and it just all synchronicity had never it was just it was handed to me in the perfect moment when I was ready for it when I knew what I wanted um, and when I was feeling really settled and happy and so the studio came up and then that's been in that, that year which was was it last year no the year before yeah the year before it was 2018 when we opened the studio that was it April 2018 and that first year was just a just a wild ride it was amazing oh. it was just you know growing this community and these amazing events and the classes and just kind of getting my head around being like a business owner mm. um, and managing like a big team because there's probably about 25 of us now at the studio so trying to get my head around how to kind of make sure everyone's supported and looked after and um that must be a lot when you because you've got such a big team for you to be managing well do you know what it's actually it's just it's a delight because the team's so wonderful. Like they're, they're so, I can't even, I can't speak more highly of the team. Like they're just the loveliest group of women and men I could ever be blessed with. And is that because they're self-aware and they meditate and they... They just, I think, I think we've been really lucky. I, I inherited a few teachers from the previous studio and then we've just kind of organically grown where we've met people or friends of friends or it's kind of just organically grown and it's like a big family and we all look after each other and, there's so much like respect there for each other um, that it's, I don't have to manage anyone. It's just literally everyone's just so, they're just so caring. They're on the same vibe. Yeah, we all want the same thing and everyone really loves the studio. That's the thing. Like yeah. everyone loves being there and everyone loves what we're doing together and it feels like we're all growing it together. Like it's a big mm. joint effort. Like it wouldn't exist without those teachers and those therapists it wouldn't yeah. be what it was without their vibe and their style and their personalities and their love and they, and they love what they do like the teachers genuinely care mm-hmm. you can you can really sense that they care they so can. much for yeah. the students and they care about yoga and they care about what they're trying to share um and you can feel that you really can feel that and so the reason i think it's such a special place is because they care so much for each other and for the community mm-hmm. like there's a real sense of like love it sounds really cringy but like it's loving it's a loving space but love is the highest energy that exists in the world i mean i know it's i don't care if it sounds cheesy no i don't freaking true it's true it's true and and actually we don't we don't have any kind of nastiness or any kind of bitchiness because it's a sacred place for all of us and you know that and and that kind of it's precious for all of us it's precious Mm -hmm. for our clients and for people coming through the door it's precious for each other and there just is no space for any type of drama because 
the world is full of that shit mm. and we do not want to invite that through the door like not in that space you know that space is sacred to all of us and <sighs> so much happens in that space in terms of you know when we run women's circles and men's circles and really really deep events where people share their souls you know it has mm. we have to keep that a clean sacred space because yeah, you've got to because it's important. It's you know I I was raised in the church and the community side of that is mind blowing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We've got like prayer yeah. as a form of yeah. you know, meditation. Absolutely. And all, but with an, an established thing like the church, there's going to be politics. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been in various different churches of different sizes, and my dad always said it's about love. It's mm. not about dogma. It's not about judging. Yeah. You judge others, yeah. you will be judged not about that yeah but some people get into that kind of the ego kicks in and they're mm. like well i'm going to be uh an elder i'm going to be a senior this mm. i'm going to do well, that's great if your intention's good if your intention's bad that's going to show up people yeah. are going to start leaving that building mm. and i've seen people leave um you know you think a place of love should have no politics mm. but that does exist in yeah, some absolutely. establishments there's also a lot of amazing that's, things well, that's the thing i've seen it like in the community in portugal for example we're in this utopia in the middle of nowhere blah, 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 and there was so much conflict and that was another reason i ended up leaving actually because there was way too much conflict in politics and it was mm. that was not why i was there yeah and i was like you know this is a, again it's a sacred place and you know i just we don't have to have that shit you know, we just don't have to have that stuff. And the studio, to me, has proved that. We can have this big community, lots of different people, lots of different personalities, and we can all really coexist in a really beautiful and cohesive and, like, loving way. And and I think that makes it really, really, really special. Um, and the support they give each other. And we all offer out, like, you know, we're doing this big... Um, Nicola, our studio manager, who's amazing, she's arranged this big fundraiser on Friday um, to raise money for the Australian fires. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone's just rallied behind her and, like, supported it and, like, shared it. And it's just lovely. It's just really nice to see. Like, we're so much stronger as the collective. It's amazing. I shared that on my page, I know, actually. I saw that, I, I yeah. know. I, I mean, I, I really do. I will do Thank whatever I that. can to... Because I, I, I see that. It's very obvious. And... It's, it's hard when you, like politics, right? We're not always going to agree on every single thing, right? Absolutely. So my issue, perfect example, one of the school, one of Charlie's school friends, he's got great taste, he's picked a friend with amazing parents. And um, one of them, uh, Steph, is really into his politics. And he's really into, he wears the eye badge, you know, he's all about freedom and uh, free, freedom, independence <laughs> stuff. But I'd introduced him to my brother at a party and uh, I was like, I just know they'll get on. Cause he, and Ian had said to me, he's like, I was like, oh, he's quite into his politics. And Ian had said, but he's so measured about it, Joe. He was, it wasn't, you know, aggressive. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they see you can't talk about politics around the table. You can't talk about... Um, so it's that balance between having strong, passionate beliefs. Yeah. Like, yeah, he believes in, in you know, independence. Great. And when I hear him talk, I'm actually like... I'm actually more inclined to listen mm. because you're leading, like, but you're not doing passion. it. You're leading with passion. Without aggression. Without aggression. Yeah. How yeah. do we, um, because in the past, because I am so passionate about, like, mental health and getting people to talk, mm. but I know not everyone is there, and you have, like, your big passions. Have you ever had a period where someone's just not wanted to be around you or you've you've come into and i guess in your community because you are attracted like-minded people that's probably like we've been lucky that's the thing we really i have to say we touch wood (laughs) i feel like we've been so lucky that we've just attracted 
lovely people. Like, mm. there's, n- there's not been dramas. There's not been mean people. Mm-hmm. Because I think the intention behind it is to look after each other. Mm. And so that kind of energy, I always feel like it gets deflected at the door or something. Like, people just... They feel that there's not a place where you can be mean. <laughs> Sounds yeah. really stupid, but we, but we all we laugh about it. Teachers, we all laugh about the fact that you hear about so much conflict happening in different studios or in different, you know, um, industries. But so far, we just haven't had that. And I can honestly say that, which sounds really cheesy again, but we've been really lucky. We've just been so lucky. I'm always like totally, yeah, I'm just always really grateful for that, that we just have lovely, supportive people. Um, and they, I think they come because they need they need support, actually. And some people come very vulnerable and some people come... Um, looking for looking for support actually and they're not looking to cause a fight they're looking to be helped and supported and nurtured and nourished um so maybe that's again a reason why we don't have lots of like conflict and stuff is because the people who are finding us and need us are the people who need us to look after them and so they're not coming up with all aggression like aggression Uh... and not coming like all arms blazing They're, they're coming because they're looking for some peace and some calm. Mm, and calm. <laughs> calm, yeah. calm. It's and all calm. about the calm. Calm, and calm. I just love calm. Actually, it was on my vision board last year, and when you really? got in touch, oh, funny. It's funny because you look at the vision board, How and they funny. do. They do actually. Oh, vision boards are amazing. Oh, it's powerful. It's totally powerful. Like I am. I just am such a believer in manifesting. So the next part of the journey with the studio is being the house and the house where we, we bought the house in January of last year and we it's called Old Kilman House and we now run retreats there. Mm-hmm. But that's always been like a really strong vision of mine is to take people out of the city and um, bring them into the countryside and, and have more time with people to, do, mm-hmm. to really explore more deeply, you know, to really get into the nitty gritty, into the good stuff. Because yeah. you're still restricted, even if you have like a day with someone, you know, having like a whole weekend or a week mm-hmm. where you can really explore things like you know meditation and um like vision board for example or mm. um different elements of yoga or philosophy or mm. just having that time and um oh i'd love to do an event oh, there i'm yeah. just thinking oh, of all the people to. and what oh, we could do should, oh it's just gorgeous we've got this big year and i i used to teach my first when i lived at home and i started katie McCann, one of my first classes was um at this beautiful year and i loved teaching there and i always dreamed about having a year and so when we got the house and didn't have any space to do yoga classes and i was like i had a really lovely garden and i was like oh i can put a year in the garden and um when when we when we first got my year i was like oh, i could see it the thing is i could see it and i just totally believe in manifesting and having a vision of something that you want it's just amazing because you can make that shit happen you can, you can. is there somewhere near to go wild swimming or get there's a lock we're in front of it's called holy lock can you go in it well i think so i mean it looks pretty cold but oh well they? i mean that's what wild swimming is all about i'm thinking wild swimming i'm thinking who does your catering get roots to do it oh i love so roots. we just basically pick up they're they're amazing they no just basically them. do like big soups and big um beautiful curries oh. and dolls and you pick it up and then you just bring it to the house oh i love yeah I love. so it's so easy um and we're back onto the national parks there's amazing walk straight from the house oh my goodness it's just it's right let's make oh my god it's, it's it's stunning right. um and um yeah, so I totally believe we have to dream big, and mm. we can make we can we can make it happen. Can make Keep it. 
dreaming. Do not make your dreams small. I know. Make them big. Make them big. Make them big. I say that to my hubs because he's he's so good at his job, but I know, I know he needs to work for, I mean, he is kind of contracting. Everywhere he goes, they're like, you're amazing, you're amazing. He's so clever. Mm. Um, and he helped me do like Audible. Oh, like my Audible was done through him. He did all the technology. He worked yeah, it all out. He's so smart. But I'd said, so he was off work for a few months. And I was like, he was doing all these courses on his stuff. I was like, do you not want to come and like be with my vision? But it was my dream. Your dream. It's yeah. my dream. Yeah, yeah. But his dream is to, he's from a, a five-star uh, guest house background. So he's an amazing cleaner. Everyone's like, he's a perfect husband. <laughs> I'm like, it ain't perfect. Trust me. We have a, a conflict. Um, but he's an amazing cleaner, host, and um, chef. Really? He's oh, he's perfect person to come on your retreats then. Oh, you bring him and he do all catering. I know, I'd feel bad though. I'd be like, you want to come in on this workshop because you'd really like yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get Roots to do it. Get Roots to do it. <laughs> <laughs> do all the good stuff. Because that's the thing, like, yeah, he won't want to miss out on the good stuff. I know, I know, this is true. But they say, you know, it, it could be scary, I, I guess, for some people as well, because when you're so in that, it's getting people that are used to maybe being full on busy to slow down because he's not very, he's a, yeah. do you know the story of Mary and Martha? No. So um, it's a parable about um, Martha runs around, um, I don't know what book in the Bible it is, but basically Mary's sitting chilling with her guests. She's pouring ointment on Jesus's feet and stuff, and he's like loving it, right? <laughs> Rock, and Martha's running around. Get this, get this, get this, get that. But she's so bitter about it, and she's like, "Look at me! I'm doing all the work." And Jesus says to her, "I want you here, chatting like Mary. Yeah. Stop being, you know. Yeah. Sit down. Sit down and do it." And I picked up that habit from my mum because my mum's the same, and she sauced herself. She's yeah, my mum's the same. Yeah, like, sit down. Yeah. Cannot sit down. Sit down with your guests. Yeah. So I've broke out of that. Like, I still do host well, but I'm much more chill than I was. So much more yeah. chill. Because people, I noticed people were starting to be like, can you put the hand up his away, Jojo? Like, I know the food's good, but can you just sit? Yeah, totally. They feel tired because you're rushing around. They're like, oh, oh I feel tired just watching you be, be so busy. You're bringing the energy down, actually. So mm. it's that balance between Mary and Martha mm. where... Mary I'm gonna pull a Mary. Yeah, pull a Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to get him to be more Mary because he's still be more Mary. Bit, hashtag. Yeah, he's still in Martha mode, but I don't want to pull that whole opposite oh, oh, attract. He's the Martha. He does because I do want him to find more calm. Mm. You know, you should bring him to the studio as well. Has, he ever, has he ever done yoga? Mm, don't think it ever. we've got beginners yoga for men we've oh. got a class specifically for men oh mm. there we go yeah I, I feel like it's that kind of preachy like do this do that do this and then yeah. he's always like I'm too busy and yeah like, and they have to people have to find themselves that's yeah. the thing like you can't really force people into doing stuff yeah that's what I've definitely found over the years you kind of want them to love the stuff that you want but it has to be on their terms but we need to start living urgently in the sense that we don't know how long we have on this earth, right? No. Do you want to wake up every day and say you're too busy and something oh, that you're no. not totally fulfilled? Totally. In? Like every day, I love what I do, and I am so grateful for that. Like it has been totally transformational, like it's life changing. Mm -hmm. Where every day, it's just a treat. Like mm -hmm. I can work for myself, do something I love, work with amazing people, get inspired, feel supported, um, you know, create something that. I'm so passionate about and it's just it's just such an amazing gift mm. and 
I just want everyone to follow their dreams and believe that they can have that as well. Mm. You know, because my mum always used to be like, you know, work is hard and, you know, it is just what it is. Life's hard, blah, blah, blah. And you have to just do the struggle. And yeah, of course, you know, I don't think I had to kind of go through all of the other stuff and explore and, you know, to get to where I am. But at the same time, I'm so glad that I didn't settle. It would have been so easy to be like, you know, in Australia, I had the great money, great life, but there was still something nagging, but I could have easily settled because it was great. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't miserable, Yeah. but there was something missing. That's funny. And do you feel like you've found your thing, or do you think there's still more to go? I think there's still more to go. I definitely think there's still more to go. Um, But, yeah, with with the house as well, you know, that's been an amazing experience, like getting the house. We had to do a lot of work on the house and um, make it, I just want it to be, I want it to be an extension of calm again, really. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to come there and to feel calm and and it has got this special energy. It's got a really beautiful energy, the house and the gardens do as well. And I kind of want, I just want to help people feel better yeah. and allowing people to kind of have that time out over a weekend or a week to reconnect with themselves and to explore Mm. what's happening with themselves and to check in and to give them themselves that nourishment that you know we're all very good at looking after everyone else and to actually allow people the opportunity to really look inwards and figure out what is nourishing what they need Mm -hmm. and what's going to nourish them and help them and um and also just, they're, they're really fun weekends, you know, mm. they're so lovely. Everyone just has a lovely time. <laughs> we just have a really lovely, yeah, lovely weekend. It's just amazing. Yeah, so I think, well, my kind of vision for this year is like learn how to be a mum. That's my first vision. <laughs> you are going to be so inspired. For me, having kids, and I know not everyone wants kids, and I'm sensitive that not everyone can have, um, and that's, that's tough. Um, but for me... When I became a mum, I became the best version of myself. Oh, that's really good to know. It's unconditional love. Mm. It's the hardest thing you'll ever, ever do. do. Yeah, <laughs> as my mum told me. Mm. But my that was drawn into me. Like the hardest thing, I was like, yeah, whatever. Took it in my stride, to be honest. If, mm. if I am being honest, because it was an adventure. I, yeah, I cried at times. Yeah, I, I, mm. I, stru- I still do. You know, Bonnie, if she's like taking or the eagles in check, it starts to kick in about now. A beautiful soul, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and she was annoyed because I snapped at her. It was my problem. Um, I, I reacted under stress, and I said, "You shouldn't have done that." And she was just doing the right thing. And then she cried, and then I said, "I'm really sorry." Oh. She wouldn't forgive me straight away, oh. so then I cried. Oh um, no, that's gonna be me. <laughs> you just, you just cry, I cry all, all the time. time. I, it just yeah. brings out something in you because yeah. you see something so pure and so oh, perfect. I can only imagine. And when they're born, right? I mean, you don't know, like, if you're going to have a section or what. I mean, Bonnie was forced at delivery, um, emergency. Charlie decided he wanted to come out of the sunroof. He was doing his own thing, just like his dad. <laughs> uh, his dad came. But funnily enough, Bonnie and I are really similar, and we were both forced uh-huh. Charlie and Scott are really similar in ways. Uh, and uh, They were cesarean. They were cesarean. Mm. But you, when you meet this baby, right, and they look at you... They're so present. They are mm. born pure and perfect. Yeah. They are born like mindfulness. That's it. Mm. They come into the world pure. Yeah. And you've got this responsibility. Oh, no. It's so huge. To keep them, you'll be fine. Um, but you'll have challenges. And let's be straight, we all do. Yeah. But uh, 
for me, it's like every day, set my values. Yes. Can I be honest? Can I admit when I screw up? So mm. I, my thing that I've picked up again, their behavior, is getting out of the house. You know what I used yeah. to do? And we've spoken about this on the podcast. Jill Ritchie, coach, um, did it, said it perfectly about the time she was trying to get to work and losing her rag and like, yeah, and getting out of the house is horrible. Mm. And my, my hubs was saying to me, you just you know, getting out of the house. And I'm like, but we're always late because of you. I'm in that negative state, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if I can say to the kids and hubs, look, I'm sorry, I'm aware of it. I'm aware. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I'm, I know it's something I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that yeah. I... I'm much easier. Yeah, and, I'm, and I don't want to shout at you, actually. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel really sad. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. So for me, it's saying, right, I will screw up. I'll apologise yeah. I'll screw up. Yeah, and I think that's that self-awareness is so important, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we're not perfect and we're going to screw up. But just being like, oh, I'm really sorry. I've been doing that recently with Ross when... Because, again, like, I'm really pretty calm and so is he. Um, but there'll be like a couple of days recently where I've just been like a bit grumpy and moody but then I'll be like I can say to him I feel really grumpy mm-hmm. I'm really sorry but I'm going to be really snappy today because I'm really grumpy Love that. and it's just kind of recognising that yes aware of it and going like PMS Scott will yeah. see it before me he'll be like oh it's PMS that's why you're being like this yeah. what is wrong with you and I'm like I'm sorry but yeah. I'm really this is just that it is, it is what I'm going to be like today I can tell I can feel it that I'm going to be really cross and <laughs> I'm sorry um, and then that's probably when we need like the endorphins through exercise or the meditation or yoga. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, as long as you know the tools to get you out of it. You and need tools. You, you need, need tools. them even more during like pregnancy oh, hormones and yeah. um, the hormones that will come in after. And day three, you will be crying your eyes yeah. out. It's just the milk. Don't worry. Yeah, someone's telling uh, you. Will, I mean, you will cry like, anything and everything, mm. and all you'll do is like. <gasps> Well, I have been, do you know what, in the last week, I'll look at anything to do with koalas and the Australian tires, and I'm there sobbing oh, my heart out, literally sobbing my heart just, out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can imagine once the baby's here, oh my goodness, anything will set me off, anything. It, it will set you <laughs> off, it will, but you just keep bringing yourself back to that cam. Yeah, exactly. Because you yeah. got it, it's going to be magic, it's going mm. to be an adventure. <laughs> 2020 new decade yeah you know exciting times Mm. and you are going to learn so much and i'm really excited to see what it teaches you and how that i am as well actually to see how i change the person because you must change so much oh my you know you must just the world as well you know with the fires and everything to start off this decade the world's hurting right now oh my goodness it's making me i think that's why i've been really sensitive to all these like these stories of like devastation and destruction is like I'm bringing this little baby into a world that I'm really worried about. Mm-hmm. Like I feel real concern for like her future in this world because you just you see how much the world is collapsing. The world's really not in a good place, and we have a massive. That's why I say live urgently we have a massive responsibility to lift it. Mm. And we can do that through all of this conversation. This is real. Mm. We can make a crazy change on the planet, but it's scary. People are going to want to stay distracted. Mm. People are going to doubt you. There's going to be mood hoovers saying, get off your station and just deal with it. There's going to be people addicted to the news who are taking it in from the moment they wake up to when they go to bed. You're getting that adrenaline and cortisol your your dis- feelings of anger, disgust, you're firing anxiety, yourself up, yeah. anxiety, yeah. you're not tapping into your soothing system, mm. and I've got a model in the next book um, with Paul, Professor Paul Gilbert, so he's huge in the mindfulness industry, and he's created a model Amazing. for the analytical people, 
But what I love about his model, which I refer to a lot, is the green section. So red is the all of that when we watch the news, all those hormones we get mm-hmm. or triggered by. The blue is the drive. So the a bit of ego, vision, creative, like ah, oh, energy, excited, but boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. But then you go, right, crap, I'm hooked on dopamine. Mm-hmm. The green is the what I call sustainability of the mind. That's their soothing system. Mm-hmm. So that's oxytocin. Yeah. So when I go to calm, I get a surge of oxytocin, right? When I have a hot bath with essential oil, I get a surge of oxytocin. Yeah. When I, you know, a hug, mm. but you need 20 seconds. And people are stingy huggers. Yeah. We've got like, time. You can stay in here a bit longer. You've got to hold it. Yeah, I've got to hold that hug. And then you feel it. You feel the yeah, oxytocin. I love a hug. They're the best. So good. So the best. good. Hugging weekends. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be doing that. Oh, I'll be doing that in one of my sessions. That's it. Um, oh, it's just amazing to speak to you. You're so full of energy and um, positivity and calm. <laughs> so I am really excited to Aww. see what comes for you. But just make sure you take this time to really embrace enjoying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time to appreciate it because it must go so quick as well. Like the first few months. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, though, because people would say to me, the days are long, um, but the years are quick. Yeah. So some days you will feel like groundhog. Okay. You're like, oh, More nappies. Feed, yeah. do the nappies, do mm. the... So that's why, I mean, you're, you've got your community, so you can break that up. For, for me, with Bonnie, I was out all the time. Mm. I was out having coffee, I yeah. was walking, I was connecting, I was um, doing all the stuff you should do because I needed that. Needed it, yeah. And I think I'll be the same. I think I'll need to have a connection. I don't want to feel isolated don't. and bored and, yeah. What keeps us isolated? People used to say to me, it's fear because if you're breastfeeding, like, I had no shame. My boobs were yeah. out anywhere. I didn't care. People were like, not very gracious. I had milk spraying. <laughs> Literally, I took um, Charlie off and the milk went like that. And <laughs> um, I just didn't okay, care. Yeah, Turn that ego down and go, actually, I don't need to be perfect, mum. Yeah. I'm just out here doing what I need to do to be a nice mum, breastfeeding my child. Mm-hmm. And if people natural. judge you, that's their issue. Yeah, they, I don't care if I'm not. It's a pair of boobs. Like yeah. chill out. Everyone's seen boobs before, so yeah. get over it. Yeah. Get, I mean, I was all in, and and that probably helped me looking back because I didn't give. Mm. I was just like, this is me. So uh, I would always say to people, just be yourself. Yeah. And and get out and see people and connect yeah. and. Ask for help, and if it's offered, take, take it. it. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I went for a blooming massage week one. <laughs> it's like, Perfect. Yeah, we've got May. Have you been to Neris at the studio? You no, need to go. Someone oh said to me, she's amazing. Really? She's totally amazing. So she's been giving me like monthly pregnancy massages, and she's been like just. She's just her hands. She's got healing hands. Oh, I'm booking in, right? She is just What does an she do? Angel. She does whatever you want her to do. She can do aromatherapy, or she can do like Swedish, or she can just do, with me, I just love to be, I love the beautiful oils because she creates these amazing blends as well. So she'll literally just be rubbing me with these amazing hands of hers and this gorgeous, oil, this gorgeous oil. And it's just, you feel so nurtured and you feel brand new at the end of it. You're going to float out there. So definitely book in with Neris. She's... Ne- how, what's her name? Neris. So Neris. N-E-R-Y-S. It's sheer what, therapy. What a lovely name. Yeah, it's Welsh. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's, you'll love her. She's, oh, she's amazing. I can't wait to meet all the team, actually. Oh, yeah. There's so um, many amazing... There's so many amazing people on the team. Mm. Yeah. So it's so lovely that you've created this. 
well, it's 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 funny because it's not been made; it's literally organically grown. You mm-hmm. know, and you don't even have to sort of headhunt or no, whatever they call it. People just, just arrive, just come. And just come, and and just added their magic to the melting pot of magic that exists there. It's funny that I, I felt like that with this podcast. That I was just like, I didn't even have time to think. People were just coming. Yeah, and, and I was like right okay and they were sharing yeah and it, and it was growing that's I in did. flow again isn't it you were talking about yeah. being in flow and that's it's the thing it's effortless it's effortless when you know you're onto something good is when mm. it feels right from your gut mm. but it just happens yeah and it's not a struggle it's not it's a not a stress and it's not so you enjoy it because because mm. it's easy you love it yeah you love it so much mm. it's just the best feeling because how long have you been doing this podcast now it, um, so I launched it with Wagamama in June 2018, just before my book in August. Wow. Um, and it was just the most magical launch. And mm. actually, people were coming up. And I gave a wee talk. Um, I think I saw the, I did, I saw that you, because you did a party at Wagamama's, was it? Yeah, so they sponsored yeah, it. Um, and yeah. They gave everyone a three-course meal, drinks. Mm. Um, I did a talk. Um, Wagamama did some mindful uh, eating, something that I'm oh, still... Oh, God, I'm terrible at mindful eating. Intuitive eating when you're a foodie. I mean, we share yeah. a love of cheese, mm. right? We were talking about that at the um, party at yeah. the Shenton. Oh, my goodness, I just love food. I love food. Sometimes the, the natural response is to eat quickly so you can get more in. Just Yeah, I'm just greedy. I'm just very greedy. <laughs> Me and Ross and my husband, we're disgusting eaters. People are like, that's, and I can't believe you've eaten so quickly. It's horrible. Oh. I'm like, I know. We're just, we're just so... We love food. Oh, it's just so much pleasure food. in it food, is. isn't there? It's just And so... there's so much good food in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even scratch the surface. Oh, there's amazing places in Edinburgh. Oh. Where's your favourite restaurant? <sighs> Well, so I love Indian, so Dishoom is one of my favourites. Yeah, <laughs> and then for like a lovely um, kind of date nighty type thing, Bon Vivant for like a roast dinner. Bon, oh, like they do a really good veggie roast there. Is that the one on Thistle Street? Yeah, opposite uh, El Cartel. I've not been for food. I've been for wine. Oh, it's lovely food. I is really it? love the food. Yeah. Um, where else do we love? We love, well, we've, we've got a lovely pub across the road from us called the Vo- Voyage of Buck on William Street, and that's oh, really nice. I was invited in there for brunch, and oh, they yeah. spoiled me. I mean, the Bloody Marys were to die yeah, for, yeah. as was the food, you know. They're great, and that's kind of nice and local. Um, where else do we love? Mm, I love the view from the gardener's co- uh, cottage, the one on the top of the hill. I've not been there yet. Yeah. When did that open? I think it opened maybe a year ago. Oh, it looks to die the view's for. The view is really amazing. Like we've, we go, we end up going for lunch more because it's really lovely during the day. If it's a sunny day, so that's really nice. You see, I'm going to go there soon, um, actually. It looks, could you just go and write or is it more of a sociable place? It's more, you'd have to book a table because I've only got a few tables in there. Right, so you wouldn't yeah. really go and work from there. You more... probably, if it was a sunny day, you could work outside. There are tables outside, but mm-hmm. I think you'd have to book a table inside. It might be nice to go and share it with someone. Yeah, and yeah. Connect yeah. over connect. the view. Yeah, because the view's beautiful. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Edinburgh's just filled with yummy places. We're so lucky. Yeah, it's such a good city. It's such a good city. I love city. it. And like the, entre- like the entrepreneur kind of community and the women community, like the, mm. the women in Edinburgh are just the best. They're just amazing. So supportive, yeah. so inspiring, so like motivated, really creative. Yeah. Like there's just, they're just, it's thriving that whole, um, that whole community, that female entrepreneur mm. community is just... It's, it's amazing to be part of that, actually. It's lovely, and I feel like I've been blessed to have so many on here yeah. already and yeah, yeah. support that because 
I've had amazing men on as well. It's that it's that balance mm. because we do need more opportunities for women, but at the same time, I want to. Yeah, of course, you want the men to have a voice as well, have their and, voice too. Yeah. But but yeah, we it's just so inspiring. And women, it was actually Neil who's uh, it was on here a couple months ago. He's the chief at sec of the social enterprise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just amazing. He I met him at the the on the course with Gary. And he was saying openly as a chief at ZEC in a senior position, he was like, women have the advantage because they're more emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Like science has proven that, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, women have this just amazing ability to, I think they make amazing leaders because like you say, they're empathetic. Mm -hmm. They can um, read people emotionally. Mm -hmm. They can connect people better. Um, and they're also, I just think women are really growing confidence now. Yes. They want equality. Because we know we're equal. Totally. We know that. And we know our rights. So we're more we're more likely to stand up and say, no, actually, you know, I want that equal pay or I want the opportunity or, yeah. you know. So it's it's amazing. It's really amazing to see, actually. It's really inspiring. It's really um, encouraging, I think, mm -hmm. to see that women are having this amazing impact and that they're just going to keep rising they're gonna and do you know what i was thinking even to have like more executive coaches that are are working as women that are working with men to to yeah, help them to help, yeah. with that emotional yeah, intelligence yeah, because absolutely. it's like sometimes i speak to to men great men and i think you're holding something back mm. and if you can get that level of self-awareness in you you could rise mm. i mean politics we need that oh we do um we need that in business mm. we need to create more cultures with well-being a massive this is really shocking i won't name the the company but a massive um financial got in touch with me about speaking at an event and i said great it's great to see you're doing stuff for well-being i'll mm. come in and i'll give it everything these are my rates the, the rates weren't crazy, okay, but they were fair. Mm. Um, they came back and said, oh, that's nowhere near budget and gave me like a silly figure. <laughs> and I said, well, that's mm. actually going to take half a day out of like, day. my day. Mm. And you're a big financial institution making Gazillions. crazy. I really don't think that's too much to ask. I actually mm. thought I'd undercharged, mm. if I'm being brutally honest. And I just felt a real sense of, sadness mm. that there's not that well-being budget there yeah, for no. people who are hurting and people say to me in big financial or big companies joe they're getting in nurses who don't know how to speak in front of an mm. audience who are lovely people but they feel patronized because they're not connecting with them on an emotional level mm. what they're doing is they are coming and saying this is a checklist yeah we know that we could google that stop insulting your staff and give them a little bit more you know give them a membership Absolutely. to come give them a you yeah know. they need to be i mean corporates are so short-sighted they're not looking after their employees well-being now like the amount they spend on like sickness and um people being off with depression and anxiety and stress mm -hmm. that i mean it's just mad if they're not investing in their well-being because it's, it's minimal so we work with quite a few corporates and That's it's great. amazing to see that they do they'll usually subsidize so they basically the employees might have to pay a bit of the cost of the yoga class and they'll top it up but i mean it has to be on their agenda it should be the top of their agenda because be the, the amount of money that they waste when they're not looking after their employees you know um and because if you have a happy employee they're going to be um they're going to be much more 
well, they're going to be retained longer because they'll stay at work longer. They'll be loyal. Mm-hmm. They'll be much more motivated at work. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be much more creative. And they'll, it just is a no-brainer to me. It's mm-hmm. like, keep your workforce happy. I know you'll connect more. Totally. You'll be more able to share. Like, yeah. you will become less of a number. Absolutely. And more of a, like, your number counts. Yeah, the number feel... on your, of pressure on your shoulder. You know, you put a scale, like, let's take away Weight Watchers. Mm. And let's talk about a model for our mental well-being. Absolutely. You know. Simply, you know, the amount of people suffering from stress. You know, if we would just look after the workforce better. Yeah. Uh, then everyone will benefit and actually people will be happy at work and turn up and actually want to contribute and, you know, be satisfied at work rather than feeling anxious and unhappy. It's hard as well because it's a pain point for me, but I feel like people won't come to you because they'll just keep... So when I hear people that, like, that are in their job and they want to stay there but they're struggling, mm. so you're probably attracting loads of people that are, you know, all self-aware and doing all their stuff, but with these corporates... Great, you're working with corporates, but you could probably work with so many more as well. Totally, absolutely. I think, I think every single business should have a well-being like agenda, mm-hmm. like how you look after your employees. That should be like a really important aspect. And when you're looking for a job, that should be something that we all look for. It's like, well, how are you going to look after me? Like, as your employee, what you know, what do you do? Is yeah. it fruit at work, or is it you know, can I work from home a day a week, or is it flexible working, or how are you going to look after me so that I can be as productive and happy at work as possible? And it's yeah. just not. It's just not there at the moment. I mean, some places are. And some it's are doing amazing. Some and they're the amazing. ones that will grow and shine. They're the ones that will grow and, and have a really loyal workforce. Mm-hmm. And achieve because totally. when you're in a vision and you are you know your intentions, you're looking after all that stuff, mm. things just grow. So yeah. it's like, it's, come on, let's shake this up. I know, I know. It's mad, isn't it? But it'll happen. I've got, although like the last couple of weeks I've been feeling like, I've been mourning the world a little bit at the same time. I do feel really positive about the way that we're going. Like yeah. I feel like the last few years, it's, it's this kind of momentum is, is rolling. You know, mm-hmm. there's some kind of movement happening. Oh. There's, there's this rise in kind of consciousness and there's rise in um, this understanding of need as, as people and as a collective. And, and I also think we're beginning to understand the, the power of our own collective, our own voice, like coming together. We're so powerful as a collective when we come together. Oh, and yeah. it's kind of really harnessing that and reminding ourselves that we have a voice together. Yeah. We have a voice and, mm-hmm. and actually our voice is powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we come together, then we can achieve the most incredible things and oh. make such change in the world. Together we together. rise. Totally. We become one. We do. We absolutely are. We are one and we become one. Mm-hmm. And... The, you know, this, this disconnection which we all kind of suffer from in this very, well, this world full of technology and all the rest of it, there is so much potential to connect and mm-hmm. put it in a really positive way mm-hmm. um, and to use our voices in a really positive and transformational way. And I think that's what keeps me kind of positive. I'm like, we have all this potential and we're all, yeah. we want, we're all coming together now. Yeah. There's a real... Let's come together. Yeah. I, I'm, I've got singing to write, so I just songs come to me. But I think how but lucky yeah. we are to have artists who are raising the vibe. I put, and when you're like doing all this work, I don't know about you, but I cry to music so much yeah. more easily, yeah. like, or I'll feel it. Mm. But I'm, I'm talking like feel it. Mm. Like my goal for this year is to feel more alive. Mm. Um, and it's funny because once I put that out there, and I was putting things on the vision board the other day, like great sex that night got home 
literally came true. Manifest it. Manifest it. Kiss more. Starts kissing me a bit more. Do you know? Because but I was like... Energy out. Energy goes for energy flows. I don't want to become that person and sort of steal life with everyone. Mm. I want to give everything. I want to feel alive. I want to feel... You put these things out there. Yeah. So everyone has a way they can raise that. Musicians raise it, right? Mm. As a listener, how are you going to raise it? What's your thing? What's your thing? And I guess mm. that's a real challenge that's come through today for people, and I can feel that. Mm. So I'm excited. Your voice is helping. So thank you. Mm, thank you for having me. So much. You've been <laughs> wonderful. And I always end um, with what's your favourite song? And if, if you're struggling to think of just one song, you can maybe talk about a couple that really... Um, help you or lift you or um, research shows that actually sad music makes us happier too. Yeah. So, so I love, um, I love Madonna. Love oh. Like a Prayer. That's one of my faves. Oh. And actually one that um, Lynette introduced me to. Have you heard a beautiful chorus? So it's like, almost like a gospel-y choir. Oh. And they have this amazing song called Darling, um, and I've been singing it to my bump. <laughs> oh, you're going to get me crying. Um, because it's, oh. so, it's really cute, and Lynette got me into it because she plays it often at lots of her events, and I love it. Oh, I'm so So you must it? Google it. Google, yeah, Darling by Beautiful Chorus. It's, it's a really sweet one. Oh, well, thank you. Let's play that now and just get some of that energy because uh, I can really feel like we're both just buzzing from the <laughs> chat. So I think we need the gift of music just to ground us <laughs> and um, guys we'll play it out and thank you for being here listening with an open mind being all in and may you have a brilliant day week year thank you thank you